Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And welcome back, 877-474-3302 if you want to call us. Love to talk to you. Uh, and we're going to talk next. So, Marsha, what is greener, paper or digital? You know, you know, it's so funny. Before I tell you that, in between, when during the commercial breaks, it's so great. Everybody on Twitter is talking about the show, and it's so nice to see everybody. So thank you all for your encouragement and your love in the show. There are people out there, they just don't want to call in, Mark. That's yeah, the bottom line. Not. Okay, so here's the deal. Um, being a book author, you know, I'm really so tired of people saying, oh, you're killing trees, wah, 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 it's so not green, blah, blah. We're going to have the e-book readers, and they're going to be so much better for the environment. Well, you know, rude awakening, folks. <laughs> I mean, seriously, if you look, they call it the cradle-to-cradle life cycle of any product. Um, e-reading really isn't green in the slightest um, yeah, definitely. Print media could do a better job of managing the sustainability of supply chains, waste streams. But, you know, you're pretty misguided if you think that digital media is greener because uh, cell phones, e-readers and computers do not grow on trees. <laughs> and let's face it, the energy they required is really unsustainable. When you make a computer, you make an e-book, you make any digital device, you have to mine refine dozens of minerals, metals, gold, silver, palladium, uh, duh, plastic, hydrocarbon solvents. I mean, and to add to that, digital devices require a constant flow of electrons, and that comes from the combustion of coal. So, you know, at the end of the short life cycle, and let's face it, people generally replace digital devices, what, every two years? Yeah, I mean, you know. You know, something like that. So electronics have been this, become the single largest stream of toxic waste created by man. Do you hear that out there? <laughs> there is no voluntary disclosure of this little backstory in digital media. But the more we use computers, the more we use anything that's digital. We're, we are doing more to destroy the environment. So, I mean, when you think of print... You know, people think of it as a sad, wasteful, inefficient, environmentally destructible medium. Um, bottom line, it's really benign. There's renewable materials. There are forests where they farm trees for books. I mean, that's where paper comes from, folks. <laughs> In case you didn't know, it comes from trees. And they grow trees specifically for that purpose. So, I mean, gr- books are green, and I think it's, Really time for us to start looking if we really care about the environment. You know, what are we doing to our environment by making all of this? Um, the future of digital media and ebook readers is probably going to be based on polymers, you know, plastics, using printing presses rather than semiconductor fabrication technology. I mean, that's the only way it'll work. So technically, if we start thinking green, the next generation of ebook readers will more likely be digital and then also print. Okay. Because, you know, every time you turn on and off an ebook reader, it's the energy, it's the wear and tear on the electricity, you know, everything that's in the book. So, yeah, I'm, 
I'm really thinking that there will be a resurgence in coming back to uh, printed media. Hmm. You know, I just can't ever see myself picking up a newspaper again. I just can't. I was never. Well, I spend my Sunday, and I'm really, really enjoying it. The Wall Street Journal weekend edition on a Sunday, really, really a pleasant thing. And you know, every time I tweet, you know, when I'm sitting out by my pool, (laughs) okay, you know, this is Southern California, and I'm talking about reading the the. Wall Street Journal on a Sunday. Everybody says, wow, that sounds like so much fun. And it really is. It's quiet. And there's no, you know, glare of electricity. You can sit out. You can read a newspaper. You can read a book on the beach without having to turn something on. And you you can recycle your paper. So this is my new deal for the new millennia is let's let's go back maybe to something a little greener. Well, I mean, I know my wife loves to read the newspaper, and she do, she's not into electronics at all, doesn't ha- even have an email address, go figure. And she doesn't like using anything electronic, so she pref- much prefers the feel of a newspaper. So there are still people out there, but I just yeah, but, don't you know, see pe- it. But generally, they're old school, or they're considered old school. But that's not really the case anymore. I mean, if you look at the facts, and they don't talk about the facts, the facts are... All these digital devices are going to destroy our environment a whole lot quicker. Well, so, you know, we, all this brouhaha about global warming. Come on, guys. Let's realize what we're doing. How many devices do you need to carry to destroy the environment? Well, all I know about global warming is that we're in Southern California. It's been raining for seven straight days, and it's freezing out here. And I don't understand where the global warming at least not in Southern California. It's getting colder here, not warmer here. So, well, you know, I, I think... It, no, I think it's a global change. I mean, the world goes through cycles of weather. I mean, there was an ice age here a while I back. Remember. I mean, it all changes. Yeah, so, uh, all right. Uh, I've been testing something called Flow TV, which uh, I saw at CES. It's a little, a small TV, probably a, you know, I'm not sure what size screen it is, maybe a five inch, six inch screen. It runs on a network, its own network, so you don't have to be connected to your internet connection or anything else. And it's pretty cool little television set. For those of us who want to, you know, maybe go outside and watch it, but not be, you know, connected or can't be connected to your cable, uh, it gets live programming and also time shifted programming. Picks up ABC mobile, uh, CBS Mobile, CNBC, Comedy Central, Disney, ESPN, Fox, uh, MSN, MTV, so a number of things it does. And it costs 250 bucks for the device, and then it's about, give or take, about 90 bucks for three months worth of service, so about, you know, around 15 bucks a month for the service. And it's got a crystal clear screen. I, I'm very impressed with the screen. I'm finding a couple of different issues. And how big is it? It's, I would say it's probably about a five inch, maybe a six inch screen. Uh, and it's got a nice little stand on it. The, the color is spectacular. I mean, I'm, I'm and very what's impressed it called with the device. Again? It's called Flow F L O TV, and it is available. You can just go to flowtv.com, and it works extremely well. It's got a nice um, sound to it. The sound quality is good. The only thing I will say so far, and I haven't had much of a chance to uh, test it, is that in certain areas I'm not getting a very good signal. I took it to my office. I virtually got no signal there. At home I'm getting a signal. Right now I'm watching NBC on this at the same time that it's live on NBC. So it's kind of nice to be able to go someplace and not be tethered to an antenna of some kind. Uh, it is a, uh, but in certain other areas in the car, and I know I wasn't watching it while I was driving, but in certain areas of the car, 
it would work and then it wouldn't work. So I think I know how you drive. You were probably watching it while you were driving. Come on. Maybe a little watching it while I was driving it. Uh, It's got a pretty good battery life, I will tell you, though. The battery is about 300 hours on standby and about five hours of TV. So you can actually watch a, you know, a movie or something if you're out without having to charge it. Built in uh, battery charger and thought it was a pretty nifty little device. So I'll keep you posted on whether how good it is or not, but it's called Flow TV and uh, you can check it out on the FLOW. FLO, just FLO. Flow TV, F-L-O-T-V. Okay, but when, you know, when you're talking about something like that, you know, and we're talking about having a gajillion devices, if eventually we're going to have tablets or we're going, or even on our cell phones, if you have something like the Slingbox, they now have it so you can direct whatever TV is on your TV and you can mm-hmm. control it from your cell phone. Right. So I would assume the new tablets obviously would do the same. Yeah, they might. You know, and... Like last, okay, last night I finally watched a full movie on my laptop. Well, I've done, yeah, laptops are okay to watch if you have a big enough screen, I think. Yeah, you know, and, and that was okay and it was fun. But like I know you used to, when you went to the Laker games, you had that hokey little TV you used to carry with you. Right. Now certainly your cell phone, um, is going to have a better screen. And if you can control that with a sling box, why not? Well, the screen on this thing is I'm just trying to, I'm comparing it to my droid and they're probably similar screens, but what you can't get is live television broadcasting at the moment. So you can't go on there and get you know, you can go to Verizon has some uh, you know, live television, but this gives you the ability and the one thing that attracted me to it when we were at CES was that I was able to see the Laker game while standing in a big ballroom at the Wynn Hotel. And I thought that yeah. was kind of impressive. You know, and, and so th- this does give you some of the things that you can't get on a regular um, downloaded TV, but it's it's kind of interesting because it's, it's a fun thing. It's not available in all areas, so you kind of have to check out your area to see what it is. But statistically, uh, there was an I don't know who ABI research is, but there was an ABI research study uh, that predicted, and this was in February 2009, predicted there'll be 67 million total mobile TV users in the North America by 2013. So well, a lot of people want to have apparently want to have mobile television, or at least well, they're banking that. I have Sprint TV on my cell phone, and it's it's fun. You know, I look up stuff, and, of course, I am a huge fan, folks, of 24, Jack Bauer, mm-hmm. Totally Love Rules. And, um, you know, when I watch the show, they always say, text Jack to blah, 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 for extra stuff on your Sprint phone. Right, right. So... I do that, and I get to see my secret private stuff. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, me and yes. a bazillion other. Jack is only uh, done for you. Just for me, on my Sprint phone. So I, I think, you know, on my pre, I so love that, um, that I can watch TV on my phone, which I don't do much, but if I want to check the news or something like that, um, you know, I do do that. You know, it's and, funny. You know, it's a, uh, by the way, did you see 24 this week? I did. I saw four hours of it. Oh, isn't it great? Love that show. He was on, I think I want to say the Tonight Show or some show. I can't quite remember which show it was on this week. And he was talking about the fact that he went onto an airplane and he sat down and somebody sat down next to him and said, Oh, thank God, Jack Bauer. Now I feel much safer on the plane. And Kiefer Sutherland, who of course plays uh, Jack Bauer, said, Why do you feel comfortable? Everybody around me always dies. So, did he say that? Yeah, did he, he say said. that really? Yeah he, said that. yeah, he really did. Yeah, he did. So uh, it's, it's a great show, though. You're absolutely right. Just love that show. Have you noticed an interesting trend with commercials on t- that you're watching a TV show, and then the actors from the TV show, the show what you think goes to break, 
But then it appears to be a scene from the TV show. And it ends up being a commercial for whatever product is on the TV show. Well, it's place product. Well, you know, you have to watch it for a minute or so before you realize that, wait a minute, this isn't part of the show. It's a commercial. I've seen it on three or four different shows. So that's a new way they're trying to get you with commercials. They extend the show or allegedly it was on Desperate Housewives. I think it was on Chuck. A number of these shows where you just don't know until you're halfway through the commercial, you're actually watching a commercial. So I thought that was pretty clever. Uh, interesting stuff ahead, huh? All right, yeah, why don't absolutely. we talk apps when we come back because we're just going to break now. But, well, uh, we've only you've... got a short little segment oh, we do. when so we got we'll apps. I mean, so next. maybe let's save that for the top of the hour because, like, we can talk about apps. I got a lot to say about apps. Yeah, me too. I got, <laughs> you got uh, some droid, which is funny because you don't even have a droid, and I do, and I want to know what you have to say because I love the – in fact, I think that apps, frankly, have replaced everything cool in the universe – They've, re, you know, it's cooler than Twitter, and it's cooler than Google, and it's cooler than little portable phones. Apps are the coolest thing that you can find, and uh, those are a lot of fun. So we'll talk about those uh, also when we come back. And if you're looking for something fun for the little kiddies, Disney's Little Einstein, which is a nice Syria ser- series, uh, has just come out with Animal ex- uh, Expect. Expedition, rather. Hello, I can't speak. Animal expect- Expedition, uh, whale tales, and all kinds of stuff. So there's good stuff for the uh, kids. And also there is Mickey Mouse's Clubhouse, Minnie's Bow, get it, Bow Teak. So that's coming out uh, and available for the kids. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about password safety and the most popular password. Ooh, yeah, I do want to, Well, yeah, once you get it, though, then nobody will use it anymore, right? Yeah, well, but that's the point. It's, it's so popular uh, that it's totally easy. hackable. All right, don't go away. We'll be right back at you. This is Marsha Collier, along with Mark Cohen, and we're on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. If you or someone you know is unemployed, WS Radio wants to help. Hi, I'm CeCe Gonzalez, host of Headhunter Radio. Our show is dedicated to all things human resources, getting a job, keeping a job, career development, and best practices. And now WS Radio is also doing their part to assist you in your job search. Log on to www.jobhuntingtoolkit.com where they've provided some great links and free tools. That's www.jobhuntingtoolkit.com. Before there were computer games and HDTV, cram courses and teaching to the test, there was this thing called imagination, a tool so powerful it could transport kids on the most amazing journeys of their lives, from outer space to center field at Yankee Stadium. It is for these journeys that Destination Imagination was created, an extraordinary after-school program in creativity and teamwork for every child. At Destination Imagination, teams are formed and challenges are met with a whole lot of imagination. And while we can't guarantee it'll get your kid into Harvard or onto American Idol, we're pretty sure that Destination Imagination will be the most important journey they make this year. Maybe any year. Parents, teachers, start a Destination Imagination team by calling 888-321-1503 or visit DestinationImagination.org. That's DestinationImagination.org. Dr. Gail Carson here, a.k.a. SOB, which stands for Spunky Old Broad. 
My Let's Get Moving show on WS Radio is a unique health show for women that will help you get moving no matter how old you are. Listen 24-7 at wsradio.com forward slash LGM. That's wsradio.com forward slash LGM. I'm over 70 years old with no sign of slowing down. Let me help you or someone you love get moving. If your business receives or ships freight, this is your chance to uncover savings you didn't even know existed. We're Logistics Saving Solutions, and we are changing the way businesses work with consultants. We've made it simple. Our focus is to deliver fast assessments of your freight operations, and nothing more. We don't require a long-term contract with our customers. What we do is identify your needs and get right to work. We are experts at applying our 20 years of logistics experience to analyze your freight spending. Through the audit of your past invoices, we identify your areas of success and areas for improvement. And we get it. You know your business. We know the freight business. Please visit us at www.logisticsavingsolutions.com for more information or call us at 1-847-719-0401 for a free informational consultation. That's logisticssavingsolutions.com or 1-847-719-0401. Council for the National Interest is a nonprofit, nonpartisan grassroots organization advocating a new direction for U.S. foreign policy in the Middle East. CNI Jerusalem Calling, hosted by a panel of experts including Ambassador Ed Peck, is the worldwide leader in Middle East Peace Talk Radio. Tune in live each Thursday or listen on demand for interviews with world leaders and scholars. Learn more about CNI at cnionline.org. That's cnionline.org. I have some good news for a change. With the stressful times upon us, having a regular glass of wine has proved in many studies to reduce stress. Want some more stress-relieving tips? VinVillage.com is an exciting new social organization connecting wine lovers around the country with an exclusive local and online wine lifestyle experience. Vin Village members can meet others online and in person, attend wine dinners and tastings, participate in forums, blogs, and wikis, purchase limited and exclusive wines, even create your own wine. You heard me, create your own wine. And best yet, membership is free. So reduce some of the stress and have some fun. Join now and connect with thousands of other like-minded wine lovers. To learn more, go to VinVillage.com. That's www.VinVillage.com. VinVillage is where wine lovers connect. Matsuri, a Japanese word meaning festival, is also the name of the most amazing show to ever appear on the Las Vegas Strip. Eighteen beautiful Japanese men and women forsake the spoken word and using only their bodies, communicate incredible acts of strength, dance, music, beauty, and magic. Matsuri at the Imperial Palace Hotel in Las Vegas. For ticket information, visit imperialpalace.com or call 888-777-7664. Matsuri is amazing. Matsuri was made in Japan. Information, news, and entertainment on demand. Log on, listen, and learn. Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And welcome back, 877-474-3302. The right, Marsha, I don't know why I bother giving out the phone number, but one day someone will call us. Uh, Somebody right, might. So, yeah, you know, you never know. 
Uh, all right. So you wanted to talk about. You said you had a couple of things about Google passwords. So tell us what they are. And what's well, not Google passwords. Just I, general, generally passwords. What do you think is the most popular password? I mean, the one that more people use than any other password. I would say the word password. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah. No, it's one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that's as dumb as it comes. I mean, okay, so rockyou.com was breached. And when the company who did the security investigation went in, they analyzed the totally insecure practices used by millions of users when you choose your password. Mm-hmm. So, bottom line, what did they find out? Short passwords. Lack of lower capital numeric character mix, uh, stupid dictionary words. Um, these things are so easy to hack. What they found was in 110 attempts, a hacker will typically gain access to one new account on every second or a mere 17 minutes to break into a thousand accounts. Wow. That's okay. 30%. Yeah, I, totally. I mean, Thirty percent of users choose passwords whose length is equal or below six characters. Yeah, I mean, really, your passwords are longer than that, aren't they? Well, I have to tell you that it, in my day, weekday life, which is as a financial advisor, we're in a very highly secured place, and we have to use letters, numbers, and characters in our password, or it won't accept it. We can't even put a password in that is a simple password. So uh, it's very, very critical that you do that. And then I was just talking to a friend who said, oh, no, we don't have a uh, encrypted uh, uh, router. And I said, what, are you crazy? Uh, when, yeah, really. Marco, when Marco Lisky was, uh, when you were on vacation and Marco Lisky, my ex-host on KBC, was over at the house and he was doing the show and we were fooling around with the passwords. And he, I gave him, of course, my, I have an encrypted password on my router, but I gave it to him and we were just looking to see what he could see. You can see everything on my hard drive. Right. You know, Absolutely. So if, yeah. So if you're leaving your uh, your router unprotected and you drive through a neighborhood and you're, you know, you got somebody out there that is a devious person, they're going to sit. Yeah, they call home. that war driving. Yeah, they're out yeah. there uh, looking for open networks. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's terrible. You, We strongly recommend that, A, you use a password on, on anything that you do, really, but that you use a password certainly on your router because someone can get into your hard drive, get your credit card numbers, do all those things that you have to do. You've got to be very, very careful about that. Which means that you also have to change from the default password that comes with the router, and right. very few people do that. Uh, just on a last note, 50% of users use names, slang words, Dictionary words or trivial passwords, which is like, um, you know, consecutive letters on the keyboard or something like that. Okay, so bottom line, the most stupid passwords, one, two, three, four, five, six, and these are ones that are actually used. One, two, three, four, five, then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Then number four is password. Mm -hmm. Number five, I love you. Number six, princess. Really? You might talk to your daughter about that yeah, one. Yeah, definitely. Number seven, rock you. Um, then rock eight, you. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Nine, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And number ten was ABC, one, two, three. 
Well, you know, that's almost like the people that hide stuff in their house that think they're so clever by hiding their valuables under the sock drawer. You know, there was a book out not too long ago about places to hide things in your home because wherever you think you're clever, that's where the crooks already know where to go to. So it's the exactly. same kind of concept. You know, you got to come up with something that's much more clever. They came up with those, uh, remember a number of years ago, they came up with the little Coke cans and uh, cans. Yeah, yeah, of, where you, you know, hide in that. Yeah, and you know what I did? I hid something in that and I threw it away in the trash. Oh, I that's not good. <laughs> I, I did. It was a piece of jewelry. That's how pathetic I am. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you that about, oh, this must be about 20 years ago, we had uh, a cleaning crew that used to come to the house on a regular basis, and I had installed a wall plug that wasn't a real wall plug. You know, it was an electrical oh, outlet, gosh. but I it was a safe, it, yeah. right? And we yeah. put my wife's diamond ring in the, in the thing thinking, this is clear, this is cool, right? Well... What I didn't realize was that the cleaning crew person tried to plug in something to it, realized it wasn't real, and she lost her diamond ring. We never found it again. So passwords and all that other kind of stuff, you're never as clever as you think you're going to be. Like that rock in front of your house, Marcia, is how I get in your house when we're when you're gone. Yeah, that's the one. All right, we'll be right back at you. Okay, we got more to come. This is Marcia Collier and Mark Cohen on WS Radio. We're the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought. Business owners, save up to 25% on your credit card processing fees now with no contract. This is Chris Merch, founder of WS Radio. Since we have dozens of shows to help you start and grow your business, I want to give you a quick business tip. You can easily save money on your credit card processing fees with no contract. I want to introduce you to Renee. She saved WS Radio over 25% in credit card processing fees. Over the years, we've processed hundreds of thousands of dollars in credit cards, and it saved us thousands in fees. It only takes five minutes of your time to see if she can help. She'll give you the good news either way. She'll either save you money each month or let you know you have a good processor. Plus, she doesn't require a contract. Go month to month to see for yourself. Log on to CutCreditCardCost.com. That's CutCreditCardCost.com. It's your money. Why not keep more of it? Information, news, and entertainment on demand. Log on, listen, and learn. 